Here with Stephen Fong. Going way back, dude. Yeah. Dog, crazy, crazy dog. You were uh, my next door neighbor. You, you were, uh, you were by the fault my, my first friend. Uh, you know, we went to um, we went to Thornhill together, uh, and then we went to Montero. Which I actually have a funny story about us going to Montero that I'm excited to talk about later. But okay. let's let's talk about a little bit about what you what you actually do. Um, you know, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, what, what, what's the life of Stephen Fong like in 2020? Uh, so, I'm um, musician, and you know, so when you do that, you have like a lot of different things that you do. Um, but most of what I do, like during the week, is teaching. Yeah. Sort of the Zoom setup and stuff, you know, we're pandemic style right, right now. Um, teaching guitar and piano bass stuff like that um, right. I teach a few kids actually too um like how to like make their own beats i have this one student who's like this little rapper kid and he like you know he, he makes his own beats and right. raps on him and stuff so i show him how to do that and that's kind of unique and i kind of like that kind of dovetails into the other thing that i do which is producing and engineering All right um so i'll like work with different people i'll either you know have a beat for them or something and then they come in and rap over it and then i'll mix the record and send it off to mastering um and i play in a band um and those are kind of like the three main pillars i guess of, of what i do and you know dabble in some audio audio editing and it's all kind of like connected you know especially like nowadays like yeah so much stuff on the computer so if you're handy with that, you can kind of do a lot of different stuff. For sure. So, so let's before I, because I'm so fascinated. I wish I was musically gifted in any way. As like, I would trade being musically gifted than for being funny any any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm so fascinated by how people are still able to create new music. That's it's like the concept to me is crazy to try to think about. Um, but, but let's start with, with, you already, you brought up, you know, the pandemic and how your businesses had to adjust. Has it helped at all? I mean, you know, yeah. with your music business, I mean, I could kind of see, I can kind of see it going either way. It kind of like, I think now, yeah, I'm in a, a better place. Like when it started, you know, it was like, it was scary. There was like a lot, a lot of uncertainty and like right. the first few weeks, like I had like no work because like. <laughs> We we're just like, oh, you know, we'll just take a couple weeks off, like this is a three-week lockdown or whatever, and like, yeah. we'll be back. And um, and then, and like some people were like willing to try the online thing because before this, I would go to my students' houses and teach them there, mm-hmm. right, like face to face. So, and there is something that's lost in that because I think I prefer that sure. style of teaching, but I'm also able to now like teach a lot more people because I'm not driving around all the time. And and was your was your game plan from the business standpoint? Because you you do you run, you run your own business? I'm assuming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all me. Yeah, so I mean, going back to like, what do I do? Like, right do stuff, but there's like, you know, keeping your whatever your accounts and stuff in order, and like trying to learn marketing and stuff like that. You know, and yeah, kind of like grow your brand. I guess is one of those those terms. I don't know. Right. Like, it's a little bit different too, because. I mean, I have a couple of musical identities as well. So I don't know, just figuring out all, all that other stuff and then you get time for the music. Well, which is amazing. So that's a- Acumen Productions, right? Yeah, that's kind of like the company. All right. And then within that, yeah, I have different, like my band and like my producer, whatever you want to call that, like persona and then engineering and stuff in there. Did you did you mind the going to different uh, clients' houses to have to teach them, or and was or was was the idea to for you to get a studio at some point if the if the money added up right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's like that's always the end goal. Yeah, but I have like a pretty, I have like a, this this is this room is just like my studio room, like that's like a guest bed and stuff, mm-hmm. doubles as a couch or whatever. And so yeah, I mean like someday it'd be really nice to have like a place that I could use like twenty four hours and like. You know, because musicians are usually creatures of the night. Yeah. 
you know, make all the noise you want. And I can't really do certain things in here, like record drums, for example, you know, that would, uh, that would not work well here. So, but for a lot of stuff, like, and in this pandemic, like I've been writing a lot of music too, cause I can't really go out and do a lot of stuff. So yeah. I've been able to do that here pretty well. And then for certain things, you know, go out and record drums or whatever. But and yeah. When, yeah. And when you work, I'm assuming the clientele is mostly kids, right? Yeah, kids. It's like actually about half kids, half adults. So when I when I'm coaching, uh, when I was coaching basketball, for example, it, you know, it, it it'd be you teach the basics, but every now and then you saw like you saw that kid that definitely could be the next or something if he mm-hmm. kept at it. Is that like that in, in in music too? Like, are when you're working with with these people, uh, I'm assuming from more of a they're more of a beginner stage. Do you, are, yeah. are there things that you see in kids? It's like, oh man, this kid has something yeah i think like well you know i okay so like t- to bring in the sports analogy like yeah. there's like okay well, i want to say off, first off the bat like i i believe in all my students right like they're like I, that sounds cheesy but that's kind of the thing that's like exciting about teaching because you see that like you're like oh, oh okay mm-hmm. you could do this you know and like maybe even if you think you can't do this mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the joy of it. You're like, oh, all right. You like it may may take like weeks to get this guitar chord or whatever, but you finally got it. And like, and then there are there are definitely like students that I have who yeah learn quicker. And you're like, oh, like if you really wanted to go and make your own music or do yeah. it, you know, um, you definitely could. And I could see that for them. But you know, that's also like bringing in the sports analogy again. It's also consistency right like mm-hmm. the people who stay in the music the longest will kind of um get the most out of it and that's even if that's like their their like life's goal you know i think it's important too to like especially as a music teacher to not project onto like, some people just want to learn to play a few chords or play mm-hmm. a song and some people they do want to like do it as a career and stuff like that so i just um it just depends, but there are definitely like some students where I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like, <laughs> all, right, all right, yeah. Who do you who do you think you modeled your 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 teaching style after? Because you know, there's obviously the sports analogy. Who, who those who can't do teach, but you know, right. they'll say like people like Michael Jordan or you know, people would assume that someone like LeBron James or, or Kobe wouldn't be good coaches. Um, and obviously, I'm not calling you those three people. I'm not putting you in that box. But you know, where where, where are you getting your your teaching style from? Because I assume that's not something that just comes naturally. No, I think you you teach. Like, so I had like two main guitar teachers in my life. And then one of them was in Piedmont, actually. Um, And that was my my school, my uh, middle school and high school teacher. Um, And so like, I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from him. He's very like, categorical, like, Mm. okay, you know, you got to work on your entire game, right? Not just like shooting, but you got to do all the different stuff, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then in college, I had like a very, very different teacher who was just kind of like, you're kind of, you're either going to do it or you're not, right? Right. Okay, so practice this. Did you practice it? No. Okay. Well, let's just, I mean, that's, it is what it is. Let's just yeah. go where we are, you know, or like, so it's kind of on you to, to bring yourself more and more into it. So, and that was a, that was a very, um, that was a very powerful moment for me too, because it was like, and music and I think a lot of things like this are just like you you have to do it for yourself like nobody's going to do it for you I mean there's definitely exceptions like you know if you're the Justin Bieber of the world like they're going to swoop in on you and like you know turn you into just the next Justin Bieber but that's like you know 0.1% of musicians out there most people are actually just doing it on their own and making it happen and I think we live in the age of that right now I mean like you know I think you know this with like podcast like you just if you want to go and do something you just go and do it you know set it up but like if we were living like 30 years ago or less maybe we would have to like go to a radio station and right blah 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 like set this whole groundwork which right you know not to discredit those things but there's just more avenues for that kind of stuff that is the barriers to entry has definitely been reduced with with you know the advancement of 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 technology the internet um we all we all have the ability now to create a at least a soundcloud right and put our stuff out there but with that um i think that you know this it becomes oversaturated too right it's, it's tough now to how do you get your your voice or your music or your you know your chords out so i mean w- w- with your beats i mean 
Oh man. All right. Let's, let's take it back. Let's take it back to the start. So your sister's obviously is not obviously, but your sister's very artistically gifted. I've noticed as well. I, I had no idea that y'all two would, I mean, you know, I, I know your mom, your dad, obviously like where, where, where is this artistic, you know, um, where's artistic ability coming from? Like, where, where, was this something that was ingrained um, in y'all from an early age? I mean, I know you, I know your, your family always had like a, an appreciation for, for some fine art and everything, but I didn't know it, it extended out this far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, like, you know, um, like shout out to them, like because <laughs> they were always supportive of us, you know, doing that kind of thing. They just were like, they were always, you know, the bottom line was always like, whatever you want to do, like go and do it, you know, but yeah. we won't like tell you to be, you know, a doctor or whatever, you know, engineer, like, um, so that helps a lot, I think, you know, and I, and I can see that in teaching too, like you're asking me like about if there's a kid who could go, you know, be the next big musician, but it also depends a lot, like on their support system, you know? So, so so yeah, they, they definitely gave that to us and just, just even having the blessing of like, whatever you want to do, just go do it. We'll, we'll support you, you know, yeah. what ways we can. And, um, and also, yeah, they, they were like artistic. My mom actually has like an art history background. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and my dad used to do photography in high school and stuff, you know, so they, they definitely like, um, there was, there was music and stuff around the house and I learned guitar from my dad, like first he was the first person i ever learned guitar from actually like okay had his old guitar and then kind of went from there you know so they gave us the springboard and then just kind of let it happen so so i knew you obviously like like we're talking about at the top i knew you you know you grew up next door to me i remember going to your house man i remember you know watching (laughs) the cosby show at your house i remember watching all the bruce lee movies i remember watching all the godzilla like all just man right like and uh you know you invited me over for chinese new year and um you know my dad used to give us rides you know your your parents used to give us rides to places so i knew you all the way up until the like the sixth grade is when i transferred and it sucked because i mean our our group of friends i feel like for the most part we were all really tight right there wasn't like the popular and the less popular kids i feel like our school at thornhill was really 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 close our grade for example uh for the most part and uh, I remember, man, me and you were in the car and my dad, I think it was either my dad or your, or your mom was driving us somewhere. And you just said, man, when I get to, whenever I get to uh, um, uh, Montera, I just want to make sure I fly under the radar as much as possible. And I was like, why? What, why would you say that? Because we've always been pretty <laughs> outgoing. You know, our school was, always, and you were like, man, I just, I just, I'm not trying to get my ass beat. <laughs> and, and I remember you telling me stories about uh, about I kids that, that smart back then, huh? <laughs> I didn't know I was that smart back then. Yo, <laughs> right? Like, no, I remember you telling me that. And I think, like, from that moment on, I really kind of, I, I kind of was like a quiet person from that point, from there <laughs> until until like college, really. Because huh. I, because I, because I, what you said made sense. Like, if you stay under the radar, you're not gonna you're really not going to be bothered too much. You know, no one's going to really pick on you or whatever. And it's easy to kind of float under the radar and just kind of do your thing. And, and uh, from that moment until college, bro, I was like, I was damn near an introvert, which is crazy. Damn. That's so, I mean, I can't believe that, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a crazy memory. Um, I mean, I think, I think now I kind of, I feel like I have the same kind of, attitude but it's a little bit more like like listen twice as much as you talk you know mm, that's right. kind of i think that's what that evolved into but i must have been shook after that first uh <laughs> tour of montero dude you know that was that was like gen pop man we were like really in the thick of it then you know <laughs> i was like oh my god yo montero was funny man because it, it was a it was a uh a hodgepodge of like kids from the oakland hills and then you had those and then you had the kids that um that were local to the area which you know obviously didn't have as good of family backgrounds as as we as we had growing up um and like for example i remember there was a I think he was a seventh or eighth grader when we were in the sixth grade. And I think this kid had a kid like in the eighth grade. 
Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. And I think he was like, I think that he was he had been held back already a year, and and he was at the age where he couldn't be held back anymore. So they're just gonna right, like for example, and like I used yeah, to ride okay. the bus with. Obviously, where my mom lives, she lived on, you know, East Oakland, you know, not, so the kids oh, that yeah, you took the 18, huh? I took the 18 bus. Right. So it was like you're leaving fucking Fairyland and you're going all the way over to like where where, you know, Simba's not supposed to roam over to. You know, <laughs> I, there were times I got kicked. Every kid got kicked off the bus because of how rowdy they were after school. I remember that, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, some of the craziest like fights or things that I ever saw at Montero were on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> not at the actual school, you know. The poor bus drivers, man. They didn't want to deal with any of that. They didn't give they they would kick everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't I care that, where they were, yeah. I took that eighteen a couple of times with um with Javier and Sam. Yeah. Um, down Park. Yeah. That was a different bus ride. Yeah, Montero was like that was like when the, the first time I kinda left like left the bubble of Montclair, you know. I was right. like, Oh, there's like when people think about Oakland they have a, a specific idea you know but like my Oakland up to that point had just been Montclair yeah you know and then going to Montero was like whoa okay like all right yeah and I think I think that was I think that was good man because I you know I don't know what would have been would have been like for me in high school or something just not knowing what the rest of the world was like you know well I'm appreciating you saying that man because you know me going to Piedmont always in the back of my mind I had, well, what happened to that bubble that I was tight with? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had that in the back of my mind all the way up until through, through I graduated high school. It was, damn, this sucks. Like, I, I had, like, a really, really dope core good, good group of friends. You know, we went on, like, the Marin Headlands and the Coloma trip. You know, we went on all those yeah. field trips. And, yeah. and you know, we were all a, a good group of kids. My dad, to this day, like, the only compliment he gave me as a kid was, you pick good friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, like... <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so that was something that was always in the back of my mind. So you ended up going to O'Dowd after Montero. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what was that? What was the O'Dowd like? Life like, you know, was there, was there any, any points that stuck out from you or did you start doing music then? Or when did the music start playing a factor? Yeah, I was in band and stuff in middle school and I got my first guitar like when I was in fifth grade but i you know i didn't really play a ton until i started taking lessons yeah like middle school yeah and that's when i started getting more into it and then i went to o'dowd and then um yeah i met freshman year i wasn't in band but whatever after that yeah i started getting into jazz band and stuff and that's where i met like a group of friends that i um i mean steven so to this day, like one of those guys, like, uh, plays bass in the band with me, mm-hmm. and like we were like living in that same house together and stuff. And just, right. and I, when I first moved into that house, it was like all people from high school that, yeah. I knew, that played music and stuff, you know. So um, that's definitely where it like took off for me. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a really good teacher then too, um, Mr. Randolph, who's still band director there I think he does everything and you know and he was a uh, he like I, I remember I auditioned for the jazz band and I was so freaking nervous like mm. you know and then I'd like barely passed he, he took a chance on me you know and then and then like years later he was like you know you, you got a good voice and you can like sing and play guitar like you should you should do something with that and mm. um, so again it's just kind of like that was that was an interesting um an interesting time and i was an angsty teenager you know what, what did you like about playing like um for for me like with comedy you know i don't i don't write like oh like did you hear the one about the you know my, my, most of my stuff is like personal stuff and, and i i really enjoy um being able to make people laugh in awkward situations because like most of the stories that i i will somehow confined down into a, a line that I use on stage or whatever uh, is, is mostly um, like awkward or, or what could be negative or sad situations. And I just, you know, I use they'll use those moments as, as, as the jokes, I guess. And so that, that was fun for me to get reactions out of people. That's, that's why I do it. Right. So like yeah. for you, the music, what, what part of the music did you really, you know, get into or why did you keep, keep at it? I think that there's, there's definitely, that part of it like i think the performing part you know like so like you know when you're on stage and you're 
you're like telling jokes and stuff and the crowd is like with you and they're mm. responding and then you I don't know if you ever have this thing where it's like you just feel like it's just kind of happening you know yeah like every time you say something it's just building and building. right like you're on this this role you know and there's like there's that part of it like but for music and instead of like telling jokes it's just you're like picking all the right notes or playing something you know mm. it's just kind of like and and you're getting this feedback from people you know mm-hmm. i think that's 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 one of the sad things about this time right now is yeah. like there's no concerts and you're not there is something about that i think in like concerts stand up sports even you know like people on the stage do something and then the crowd reacts and you like it becomes this like circular kind of feedback yeah. loop you know so there's like that part of it and i really enjoy that but the other part of it for me too is the like making something new yeah um which is totally it's usually solitary uh-huh. right that's just like you by yourself like i don't know for you that might be writing the jokes and be like oh my like, this is good yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, i can't wait to try this out mm-hmm. on the stage mm-hmm. but um yeah i like i like making music too as pretty much as as much as i like performing it for sure so that that's just a different that's a different like feeling i guess yeah um are you at a place with your when you write a new song or a beat where you're like i hope they like it or are are, are you at a place where you know that the right ears are gonna like it like from like again for me when i first started doing comedy i lived and died by every crowd reaction right it didn't matter how many good shows i had if i had a bad show i thought that i was the lowest piece of scum on the planet and i thought that my life was worthless you know what i'm saying and when i would write i would write and say oh you know I, i hope they laugh at this point versus you know, I think the evolution, I'm a lot more confident in my material. Uh, I don't think I'm the funniest person on the planet by any means, but I do think that um, the right ears will will appreciate, um, you know, the stuff that I'm trying to put together. And it's not when I'm writing, it's not, oh, I hope this is funny. It's, yeah. there is a, there is a part up to me at, at telling the story, right? But the, mm-hmm. I know that the stuff that I'm telling is, is gonna, gonna work. I just need to tell it right yeah for sure like the execution yeah the execution right yeah i i kind of yeah I, I agree with you i think that like i think it's it's a balance between those two things right like oh this is definitely gonna hit and like this is like crap i'm like the worst ever you know like yeah like it, it's 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 hard because sometimes i'll like make something and i'm like oh this is killing like this yeah not so good and then the next day i'll like listen back to it and I'm like, this is so fucking basic like, just trying to like you know but and then sometimes you have to go back and you're like no but i really got to trust my gut like this thing like maybe if i think it is really like you know a cheap thrill or whatever like actually there's something there but maybe i have to restructure it a bit right so like i yeah. deliver the right way right so i mean it's yin and yang i think you just go back and forth but but um like more and more i try to trust my gut like when i do come up with something i'm like oh yeah yeah like okay there's something there you know maybe yeah. maybe this is a diamond in the rough but like i keep working at it and sometimes there's like uh like you're just trying to make something work but mm-hmm. maybe you know it's not really that good anyway but you like oh maybe if i like do mm-hmm. this one thing you know it'll mm-hmm. sound okay mm-hmm. um so how's that for a non-answer <laughs> well i mean listen this is a conversation and this is not a, a sat test so you're, there's no wrong answers pretty much um are there was there like a really early affirming moment that happened that like made you want to stick in the the music lane um i or there validating was some, there was some moment i think i mean like i'm not gonna lie like you know being validated obviously is like part of it like you want it's people all to of it what you do yeah, yeah. right but you want to like what you're doing too. So, um, but I think, I think there's some of that, that external validation is just like, I'm on the right path. You know? Right. Right. This is just, it's, it's a two way street. Like, um, and it, then again, it's like, that can't be the only thing, but I think it is an important part of Mm -hmm. of what, um, what you're making. So for one thing, like early on for me was when I was first starting to produce was I was in college. Mm -hmm. And then um, I had been making some beats and raps with a friend of mine. And like, we got into this, um, it's like a campus movie fest. That's what it's called. So it's like a college campus, like movie festival. Right. And everybody puts together a short film. So I did the um, soundtrack for that. 
and we actually won best soundtrack in that festival and it's like wow. and it's like across the country and stuff like that you know yeah so, um that was a moment where i was like okay maybe i'm not that bad at this you know like that's like maybe i just keep going and see where this takes me and right and, now when you were in when you're in the competition did you know did y'all know you were gonna win you know or was it one of those where it's like I, how did this happen no yeah it was like we weren't even we didn't even get our foot in the door through that like we um we got nominated for best edit or so, somehow we got in for best editing and like, uh -huh. we did all this crazy stuff we were like you know like having like yeah, just like it was like a campaign, like, come on, like, go vote for us, da da da. And then once we yeah. were in for that, then the judges actually look at everything else and they're like, well, you should also be in it for this or something. Wow. So yeah. It totally flipped around. I, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like sweating, man. I was like, I don't think, you know, what these people are going to actually listen to my music? What? Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. right, right, right. You know, so, um, so like, just to kind of wrap that feeling up, like, yeah, like I think the external validation is is always helpful, but it I think the the stuff that I've actually been like that I've had some some good feedback from at least I'll just put it that way is yeah. like, stuff that I always like felt good about from the beginning. Mm. You know, I was like, uh, or like I put the actual like put my actual soul into it, not just kind of like making something because I think it would be you know popular and, and then like trust me i've made my fair share of like trap beats and stuff and like yeah, like, yeah. yeah. this is but, gonna hit yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. i mean it is fun but it was like yeah there's definitely like a phase you know where i was like trying to like make all these like hot beats you know because i wanted yeah. to like have people like mess with them and then people were just responding more to the stuff that I made out of just cause like I was having fun or whatever, you know? Right. Have you ever tried that? I'll just be an Uber driver and just play my music all the time in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you just hold, just hold your rider hostage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check this out. Man. Check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you went to UC Riverside, right? Yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, was music the focus there too, or, or what was the game plan from, from there? I mean, how did you, how did you think you were going to yeah. I, I was always gonna do like a double major or something. Like I looked at a bunch of schools that had music and business. Yeah. Uh, so I went, I chose Riverside for the business school cause they have pretty good business school there. Um, and then I like was there for a couple of weeks and I was like looking at all the like business school people yeah. like dressing up in suits <laughs> on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know. So that that plan got trashed pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, and then I like music was still a part of it, but I kind of bounced around. I was undeclared for like, like maybe almost two years. Yeah. Kind of, like taking all the humanities. Prerequisites. Yeah. Yeah. It was good though. I I loved all those. I think that ultimately made me a better musician and artist today. Like just taking a bunch of stuff that was outside my realm. You know. Right um and then and then i got into the music program at the last two years of it so i left with a music major no business degree right. no business yeah. i have to learn all that stuff yeah yeah in the real world so um i kind of wish i had done at least a minor or something like that but. so like look looking back in that moment are you like like graduations approaching are you confident in in what's gonna happen in your life at this point i'll say for me like gra like uh, I graduated with a business degree, but I didn't have a job lined up like so many of my other friends, you know, out of school. And it's like, I just had this like, oh, fuck, like, what am I going to do now? You know, like my whole, oh, yeah. my whole, like growing up, my whole goal was just to get to college. And now I'm about to finish college. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what do I do? <laughs> what, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do from here? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, um, well, I mean, I was in the music department, so pretty much nobody I knew in my class had a job lined up. Afterwards. Right. I mean, most everybody was probably moving home or something like that. And like, just figuring it out, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and, um, or going on to grad school, like that's kind of the path, you know? Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to do any more student debt and I don't yeah. grad school, not, you know, never, but, um at the time it wasn't that go. wasn't what yeah right yeah exactly yeah so i was working at guitar center at the time in san bernardino and um 
I transferred from that store up to the Emeryville store. Uh-huh. I moved home for a bit. I worked there for a while. And then I learned a lot about, like, that was probably my first introduction into gear and, like, engineering because uh-huh. I was in the pro audio department. So I wasn't, like, slinging guitars, really. I was doing, like, microphones and stuff. And yeah. I got a lot of game from people in that that department um, who were, like, all really talented and, like, you know, knew a lot of stuff. And they had, like, you know, business sense, too. So that was a second education for me, for sure. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, but not really, man. I mean, Guitar Center, you know, like, uh, I was like, all right, well, I got a job. Right, uh, right. <laughs> I'm going right. to with a job. Right. Um, better than no job. And Right. So I lived on my own off of that, too, for a little while. But Yeah. Man, where, where where I'm like really really fascinated is like for example the music production. The I the I don't even know where I would begin if someone gave me a beat and li- like lyrics. I don't know the first thing about getting somebody on beat. I don't get the tempos. I don't know how you make a new beat. Like all that stuff is so fascinating to me. Especially we've lived two thousand and twenty years on Earth. Well, after. AD, uh, but and there's like new music still to this day being made, and I, I can't I can't comprehend that. Dude, it's it's actually man, I'll, look, we gotta make a beat some t- sometime together, man. It's like it's super easy actually, um, especially now. Like it's yeah. just like even some of my kids, the students, you know, they're doing class online now, and like they're in their music class at like public elementary school. They're like trying <laughs> to make these beats online, you know? right? And it really is as easy as like just kind of like learning to click some squares on a website but i mean like are you are you do you have like a a thing in your head that you're like i want to match this tempo or do you hear a song and you're like oh i think that if i sampled this part of it that would be cool like or do you just literally start type typing stuff or playing different notes and stuff and like oh this would sound good together all of those things all of them so it just depends you're like i mean that's the thing about music too is that it's so so like um i don't know in our subconscious you know you just you just feel it like when you hear a song that you like it feels good like you're just gonna move to it you know right. enjoy it like you can't kind of get out of the way of that unless you plug your ears or like leave the room like you right know? and and that's the thing like if you enjoy music and you like listening to it like you could you could definitely make it because something is going to hit you just like oh i just love that drum beat or like you know that sample yeah or melody it just the different ways you know and like that's something i do when i'm making beats more specifically is like you know like i noticed i was starting with the drums a lot but Mm. like maybe i'm going to start with a sample today or like only or or work in reverse you know like try to like get an acapella and build something around that like there's no rules there's no wrong way to do it you know right this is how it makes you feel at the end of the day so yeah Damn, man. I, yeah. Um, is there, are there like producers or musicians that, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've, you really admire or, or, you know, people that you, um, you know, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like, yeah, mo- model, model your game around. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that I was like trying to copy, you know, early, and I think I, I still feel like, like I, I do that, you know, and mm-hmm. I think just in, in doing that, like, it's it, it's scary how close you can get these days, actually, mm-hmm. like, the sound exactly like, I mean, Keitronada, for example, is, like, one of my big influences, like, I love Keitronada. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of, like, stuff you can even buy nowadays, like. To help match yeah. match those sounds. Yeah, Keitronada's drum set or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. Or something like that. Um, and he's one of them. Um I mean, yeah, Jay Dillon is like, you know, he's kind of, uh, he's almost like Jesus. Right. (laughs) Right. Don't be an infidel. Yeah. And then early stuff too, man, like, like the first like hip hop records I started listening to were like hieroglyphics actually back in the day. And, you know, those, those albums have some really great production on them. Just really cool shit. Um, Did you see the documentary about them on YouTube? No, not yet. Uh, there was it was just I it, either it's an old doc and it just populated up to everyone's YouTube now, but a few people have seen it pop up and it's good though. It's it basically it takes you through a one of their high road days, which I'm assuming you've been to before. 
Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And it took you through their set list, and it basically broke down every song, where it came from, how they how, uh, how they put it together, and then the oh, members of the group. It was really dope. Yeah, it was good. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Send that my way. So you 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 said some earlier. We're gonna kind of take a pivot here. Uh, hope you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna tell the tick story, dude? Oh my gosh, dude, that's funny. I didn't even remember about that. You you okay. tell that you you tell that one. Okay, just um, well, I think we're like five or six or something like that. Yeah. And I had a tick on my head from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know how. We were always roll. We were always rolling around doing stupid shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in the backyard or so, you know, like climbing around or something. <laughs> yeah. And I had a tick in my head, and like we couldn't get it out. So your dad, you know, who's an ER doc, came over. Oh, and I forget. He like burned it out or something you know they don't like yeah heat, i remember like, he he heated he heated like a, a needle i remember or a pin yeah something like that and i'm like lying on the bed <laughs> and like screaming this, this is this my mom was telling this story too i'm like ah, <laughs> i remember the scream man i can yeah i can remember the scream <laughs> dad's like working on it you know like getting it getting this tick out and then you're standing next to him and looking at me i'm screaming and you're just going does it hurt? Does it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yo, so uh, here was here's what I was going to ask. Like obviously we've known each other since we were that young, right? And then you talked about leaving your your Montclair bubble, that that mm-hmm. that first group of friends. And then uh, you know, you, I, you, in college, I'm sure you make a new group of friends and even and now in the late stages. I mean, who, where, where do you feel like your, your adult personality finally took form? You know, like, do you, like, do you think the circles that you surrounded yourself around um, early on would get along with the folks that you today? Cause I, I think at some level, like old friends, they, they kind of force it. Right. But like where I really test my, where if my circles would get along with each other pretty much, right? Would, 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 yeah. would my friends from, from here get along with my friends here? And, and f- for the most part in my later years, most of my friend groups do get along with each other, which is a, yeah. is, is, makes me very happy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to have that same thing happen to me. Like um, like the, the place where I was living before, like yeah. that was like all people I knew from high school. And then like, over the years just through visiting or like even when I left like you know people I knew in college who needed a place to live in the bay like live there now you know mm-hmm. so those circles were always kind of like just interacting with each other and like throughout the holidays you know like tons of people come back here and stuff mm-hmm. so I, I've had the opportunity to have like worlds collide like quite a bit and it's pretty interesting how yeah I love it when that that, that happens and everybody gets along you know because then it's just like I don't know, your network of friends expands and you can all like visit each other and hang out and whatever. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty crazy when it does happen. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's like, it's really cool when it works out, you know? So Um, where do you think your adult maturity finally kind of kicked in, you know? Because it's it's crazy to think about us being... Maturity, man. (laughs) You say you still don't think you have it? Yeah. yeah, that's that's a that's a big uh, that's a big assumption, man, on your part that I got um, <laughs> at all, you know. Dude, you're running you're running your own business, and no matter how 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 popping it is now, at the or or it's not. I mean, just I, I think that uh, I think that we take a lot of things for granted um, in that the I think the confidence that a lot of our our, our parents helped us have. Um, from an early age has has had lasting effects on on how we've carried ourselves and yeah, yeah and like you know you and i aren't where we hope to be um or we hope to be maybe at, at a younger age but i think the yeah. way that we maybe handle certain situations or or just the even way we show up at work right we you know i i you know we're not showing up too late every day or you know or we're not half-assing things I, I think these are things that especially our parents would would like will drilled in us as as kids yeah i mean yeah my parents are both self-employed so in that way you know like they there you go I always looked up to them like right. how they do things and um like 
yeah, that's always been a big inspiration for me. Like, you know, just watching them, how they, how they run their business and all that. Um, but like also a part of, a part of that is like, you know, for me, I used to get a lot more, I think like frustrated, like, you know, like, cause when my mom was even in her mid twenties or something, you know, I think she was like working part-time, had her own mm-hmm. house, like mm-hmm. in Santa Monica mm-hmm. and like, Oh, right, know, right, was, right. Like, and saving money, you know, right. so the world is, was a different place. Sure. You know? And, you know, so like, and, um, kind of like as much support that we've had, like, it's also like, it's much harder for us to like be homeowners at this age, you know, right. the type of work that we do, unless we kind of like, whatever, whatever job that's out there where I could buy a house, like yeah. at this age, like, you know, let me know. But, <laughs> You know, but all right, in the Bay or whatever, but it, you, I mean, we could be house owners in, in uh, Missouri or something like that, right? But um, it's just a different world, too. So I think that's a part of it. And I think that's a part of like your, you know, adult maturity is just kind of like um, accepting of your situation and like just being realistic about it. And then you can go from there, you know? Because I was like, I think also for a long time operating the assumption of like, Oh, just like you get older and then, you know, things happen, you get a house and blah, 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 <laughs> or kids yeah. or whatever your, your thing is, is like, as I think for maybe our parents and maybe their parents too, it was like, okay, like college job house, like these things just sort of happen. Yeah. But, right. It, it was like, it seemed like they, you know, they, they had a model for the model of success. It was pretty, pretty yeah. laid out in front of them. Yeah, I mean, and but like, you know, as you know, like the world we're living in now is just so different than it was then, you know, mm-hmm. in almost every aspect that you can think of. So um, we're just kind of dealt a different hand of cards, really, is what I think. And um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm cool with it. Like at right. the end of the day, like I still am doing what I want to do. Like if I want to, be a homeowner someday you know that's just going to happen for me later in life than right. my parents who like or i mean yeah well, just those people like that age even who could mm-hmm. like afford to do that much easier you know because their mm-hmm. dollar basically went a lot farther than ours does um that's how i that's how right. i see it um very obscure question but your, your 10 year old self if he uh, if he if he's looking at you right now yeah. You know, so that's basically, that was probably the last time we really saw each other, right? 11 to, or like for, you know, extended periods of time, 11, 12 year old, sure. yeah, yeah. we're looking at each other now, you know, what would, what would, what would your, what would your younger self be most impressed about, about you right now or things? Uh, I think, hmm, interesting. I think he would be like impressed with, um, I mean, that I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, I guess, you know, that I haven't like changed course when yeah. I could have, I suppose. Right. Uh, not that you still can't, but um, yeah, I think that would be like, you know, just kind of like saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm a business owner would be like a trip, I think for a kid <laughs> to hear, you know? Right. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think my 10 year old self thought I'd be like living in a space station with like a red Corvette <laughs> or something though. So, you know, yeah. might be a little disappointed, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Um, it is, is like, as we're talking, I'm just remembering so many things that like walking, do you remember walking from all those times walking from like Montero all the way back to, back to our, 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 stopping at Alex Goldberg's house for, for milk and cookies, literally milk and cookies. Alex Goldstein, Goldstein. Yeah. Alex Goldstein. Yeah. 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 That thing. Yeah. Dude, if you missed the bus, that was like the, that was like the, uh, the, the halfway refuge, like please Alex. So we had to walk all the way from Montana. Man. Yeah. It's just, it's just so much, man. It's, it's, it's like all the memories are coming back to me now. It's how long do you think you'll stay in the Bay for uh i mean i have no plans of leaving right 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 um this is like this is my community like 
before the lockdown and after, you know, like there's a lot of, um, I mean, music is my life, you know, and like, I just really feel connected to the scene here and everybody that's here. For sure. Um, and like, so I want to just keep doing that and just, you know, like kind of add my piece to the scene here and right. the community and then, and all my friends are here and stuff too. So, but something I would like to do and like, you know, I've always, I think it's been a part of my plan is to be based here, but then also like go live in other places for a few months at a time and then come back, you know, and kind of yeah. switch that around. And like, that's actually like more possible now than ever, especially right. with work being so remote. Everything's you know? remote. Yeah. So, um, cause I still really love traveling and I'd really love to like, embed myself in a, pl a different place for a while and kind of get to know it you know but, yeah and you could literally do your lessons and 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 you know produce and send music you could do all that right yeah. via electronically now yeah yeah um me and my girlfriend are talking about maybe doing that in mexico sometime next year man everyone's in tulum right now huh i guess so yeah we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Um, yeah. I be, that's a little bit of different time zone. I'd have to do like uh, West Coast. Like Rosarita or something, some on this side. Oaxaca, actually. Oaxaca. Where, yeah. Um, and I'd love to go back to Vietnam and like stay there for a while. I went there a couple times and one of my friends lives over there now. We stayed with him and I just, it was just a really cool place. So. Is that is that the if you had to say one place was the best place you traveled to that would be it Vietnam? It was one of the best like places I've been right. to. Yeah. Well, what's the best? I know I know we have to get uh, out of here soon. Uh, that's a tricky one. I'll just say that for now. Vietnam's the best. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, man, Steve, man, I, I appreciate you, uh, man. I, I I should be home sooner than later and i'd love to reconnect with you but what what is you, you talked about the the lasting um impress legacy you want like to leave in the area you know your imprint what what is what is more uh more in depthly what, what is a lasting legacy that you hope to to leave man oh god <laughs> <laughs> um i mean i think like you know this this year has been really like testing for everybody and i think also has been i've been contemplating like this thing actually more than ever before i think mm -hmm. you know it's like what is it i want to give and um man i just i'm not you know i just i don't know i i just i think I think I just would like people to like talk to each other more and like build more of their own community, like, like local, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, get to know the people around you and get to know people who are different than you. And maybe you don't see eye to eye with, um, like, I, you know, I, not to get like too political or whatever, but I just think we got a lot of like important stuff ahead of us, you mm -hmm. know, that's, um, that we just, we can't really do it by ourselves and divided so were you surprised at all about what was going on this year and uh not not COVID now i mean you brought it up were you surprised because the amount of people that reached out to me to text me and say hey uh, i'm so sorry about what's going on which did nothing for me and or um had no idea that quote unquote it was as bad like i i i don't know man i want to hear from the perspective of someone that's that's not an african-american but grew up in the same place that i did that 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 you know, I, what I thought this stuff was pretty obvious. What was going yeah, on? Yeah, like, um, I wasn't, like, I mean, hmm, I wasn't surprised. I guess I was surprised at how many people showed up. Mm, I was too. Definitely, absolutely. Uprising. Right. That's what they call it, you know, like. Right. That was surprising to me because. Right there had been lots of stuff like that before that people were just kind of like, Oh, exactly. There, there goes another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, in a way I was kind of surprised, but you know, then again, like these, these things, I think, I think that's one of the things where I like, 
ultimately i think it's a good thing that so many people are involved now like because and that i don't know like that whatever you want to call it like black lives matter is like spearheading this thing because it's actually on all of us you know the, right it's hitting it's definitely hitting um and siri i never <laughs> talked to siri don't interrupt me um Yeah, I I was surprised that that many people showed up, but like we all kind of that's the thing. It's like like when you talk about like defunding the police or racial justice, to me is actually about like the wider systems, which is a is kind of more of a you know big business type of thing. You know, mm -hmm. we're talking about like well, why are the police you know so dressed up or why is this happening and why are the prisons so filled up, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of that goes into really big questions about like, I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole other podcast, man. But <laughs> um, yeah, it is, it is true. It's just like that. I mean, this stuff has been going on since like, you know, we, we have Oscar Grant Plaza now. Right. And how many, right. years that? and then right. like this year, like we have the biggest, you know, protests in like history of our country, you know, it's, right. So I think it's a good thing that more and more people are on board who would maybe, yeah, just have the luxury to kind of just be like, well, it doesn't affect me. So right. I'm not really going to, I don't want to look at this, you know, yeah. that makes you ask a lot of questions, uncomfortable questions of yourself too, or like maybe the people around you. Um, and that's kind of where I'm like more like, well, let's just talk like more dialogue is better than like, well, I'm not ever going to talk to you again because right. of this or that, you know? Right. Um, I think more discussion, more like more more dialogue is better than just not talking to people and being like. I mean, there's a certain point though where you got to be like taking care of yourself too. You can't right. just try to convince somebody who doesn't see eye to eye with you if they're just too far gone or right. Whatnot. But the conversation, if you can find the patience for that conversation, it's important, obviously, because that's how we got Trump the first time. Yeah. We stopped. Yeah. yeah, we just stopped talking about our issues and whatever, and just kind of went on yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so um hey man i know you gotta go i appreciate i really do appreciate you man great. yeah yeah sometime this was fun man yeah for sure Thank all right bro i'll hit you up when i'm back home man okay man all right let me know yeah